I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. I hope everyone has had a great first week of lockdown. I can't believe we've managed to get through the first week. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> so, if you wondered who that woohoo was, my gorgeous friend Heber is on the podcast today. Say hello, my dear. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. I was trying to give you like audience participation. <laughs> I love it. I actually love it. Um, can I just say, you have one of my favourite surnames in the world. Can I just Ooh. check? It's El Sheik. Yes. Oh, that is such, like, that's, I don't want to say it, but that's such a chic surname. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can imagine it. It's like a fashion designer. Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm absolutely dead. Do you know what I mean? I'm Devil just imagining Wears myself, Prada. literally, I was thinking of myself as like Miranda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, with like a throne. Yes. No, I'm Heber L. Chic. And I'm like, I'm Grace Moat. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I think Grace Moat is quite like bougie if you as say well. It with a bit of a like Moat, you know, yes. with a bit of flair. <laughs> Anyways, talking of fabulous surnames, enough of that. Um, how are you, my love? I'm good. I feel like um, this week's been a bit of a weird one. It feels like we're back in lockdown one, mm. but but also we can do quite a bit more than we could do in lockdown one. So Yeah, it's that weird thing, isn't it? Because we're kind of like yeah. at that point where, because we're allowed to like meet people for walks and stuff, right? And some people are still yeah. going to work. And it's that weird thing of like, I don't understand what the rules are. <laughs> yes, but exactly. I'm just staying at home and living my best life, to be honest. Um, yeah. So Heba had a very exciting announcement this week of a new concert that she's producing online called out of the darkness into the spotlight which we will talk all about um later on in the podcast but first i always start my podcast yeah. with um a little series that i have called gratitude with grace uh where i Love. ask my podcast i was about to say i ask my friends because all the people who come on my podcast are my friends. <laughs> um i ask my podcast guests five things they're grateful for today so they can be as small as like a cup of tea to as big as like the ability to walk um mm. so five things you're grateful for literally anything you want hit us up okay my family yeah my friends yeah um this cup of coffee i'm currently drinking yeah necessary um <laughs> always especially um, after the I'm tech tech annoyance that we had just now <laughs> jeez um, so yeah, my family, my friends, cup of coffee, uh, theatre. I love yeah. theatre. I'm stagey, and she's a producer, darling. <laughs> and what's what's the third one? Um, fifth one. Oh God, fifth one. Okay, so we, uh, babe, it's so early for me. I'm like, what time is it? 
Um, and it's my birthday this week slash the week coming. So I'm excited ah! to celebrate my birthday. What are you doing for it? Well, we're in lockdown, aren't we? So um, mm. I'm on my actual birthday, I'm just going to ha- have it with my mum and like just have a little birthday cake and like cute cute stuff yeah but on mon- monday i think because obviously i'm filming for this series yeah. i'm gonna try and celebrate it with people there as well oh, i love that <laughs> i love that i had a lockdown birthday back in may and it was actually mm. one of the best birthdays i've had because really yeah and i was i was talking about it because i feel like as performers trying to get all your friends because a lot of my best mates are in the circle of musical theater mm-hmm. um and it's so hard trying to get all your friends together because one of them's on tour or one of them's like Mm. got a audition in the morning so can't come out and then one of them's in a show up in Manchester and one of them's doing that and it's so hard to get everyone in one place but I feel like it was just so nice to have everyone on zoom in one place and like all of my friends from like different parts of my life coming together and I was like this is so weird but I loved it (laughs) um so yeah and it was actually really nice because I just got to do have a chill day of doing anything mm. that I wanted um, instead of like rushing yeah. around to this restaurant and going to this bar and all this stuff. Um, so I actually really enjoyed it. But thank you. That was so quick. Like usually really? Gratitude of Grace takes up like three quarters of the podcast. <laughs> and you're there like my friends, my family, my coffee. <laughs> I love it though. You know what you like. You know what you're grateful for. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important to uh keep practicing gratitude especially in a time like now um Mm. so if you're listening and want to send yours in please do i'd love to read them out um so heba let's talk about firstly your first okay well you need to correct me is your was your first job with aladdin it was my like technically my fourth job but i i did a i did a show I did like a workshop for something when I was still in third year at oh, cool. uh, drama school, um, and then I did like a. I, it was my it was my second musical. It was my second like musical theatre show. Okay, full scale show. And you done? But I was twenty two when I got it. <gasps> oh my gosh! So like yeah. being twenty two and moving to mm. Australia for how long were you there? A year. Two years. Two years. I just mm. like cannot imagine how how did you find that like I before going I didn't think about it too much because I think I would have like psyched myself out a little bit but I was just so excited to like I was so excited to just be a Disney princess that I didn't think about all the kind of like moving and all of that stuff but I loved it I really loved it yeah um Australia is so beautiful and I don't think necessarily that I would have gone gone there if I hadn't got uh Aladdin because it's so far away and I was yeah. just like I don't know when I would have had time to be like I'm gonna go to Australia yeah. like we said it's hard it's hard to kind of schedule time in our like it's the kind of place to... you have to leave like a big chunk <laughs> yes it's 24 hours yeah. to the other side of do you know what I mean just yeah. to get there so you want to like spend a good amount of time there so yeah I I went there for two years and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And what were like the main differences that you had to like adapt to living in Australia? Because I always Uh, like to know about all the little like culture things that make different places (laughs) special. I just find it really interesting. I'm like, really? I mean, 
you mentioned before like how like quick um I came up with those five oh, yeah. thingies so naturally like my inner kind of like tempo is really fast and yeah. I do everything really <laughs> and it's so chilled in Australia like when I first when I first got there I was like why is everything so slow like literally they'd, they'd like stroll everywhere like take in all the views and I was literally like in London commuter mode like yeah. running yeah. everywhere um so it took me like a hot second to kind of just get used to that. Um, and in ter- in terms of the weather, obviously it's just stunning. Like, mm. go- even their winter, like in the middle of the winter in Melbourne, was still not as cold as it gets in London. So I was still like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't need to wear a hat and gloves and a scarf. Like it, it was just like a coat weather. Right. Basically, like our our like autumn weather was their winter weather. Yeah. Um. The only thing I will say is that in Sydney, there were massive spiders. Oh. <laughs> like, massive. Like, literally the size of my hand. <gasps> what, um, just around, out and about? Yeah, huntsmans. They're called huntsman spiders. And, they, like, you would be at, like, a um, a garden, sat in a garden with, or, like, after a show with everyone having, like, drinks or food or whatever. And you'd turn no one would even care grace as well it was like so casual for them because they'd seen it loads but you would turn to the wall of like the garden and there'd be like a massive spider like the size of my hand and they'd be like oh yeah that's just the huntsman (laughs) i'd literally be like oh my god oh my god i'm gonna die but they don't come near you they're not poisonous or anything (laughs) no no unless you like aggravate it unless you unless you like do something to it but it never came it never came near me do you know, yeah. never ever tell that to Natalie Bay Paris because she has <laughs> the biggest fear of spiders. Bless her heart. She, really? She wouldn't last a day out there. <laughs> if, if that's the case. <laughs> I love you, Nat. But like, she, they were never in the house. Like, I never saw them inside the house. But it was, it was more like outside. I saw them loads. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And what was it like being a Disney pr- princess? Because like, obviously that is... <laughs> just the dream every girl's dream to be a Disney princess incredible and such an incredible show and I also think Jasmine is such a special princess because she's a badass do you know what I mean she's not like oh I need a prince in my life you know what I mean yeah um but like how was that and were there any pressures that came with that from being part of like such a huge company of course like I think like you said um Jasmine is such an iconic character and everyone has their kind of opinion on how Jasmine should be so like as an as an actor you know obviously it's like you want to just represent this character as as truthfully as possible and like and try and you know portray her well like you said this feisty character she's the first Disney princess to wear pants and I always used to say that like because it's just like that she wasn't in like a dress or you know she was in pants she was like I, I run this kingdom which I loved um yeah of course like like you said playing such an iconic character there's always going to be pressure I think for 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 you to try and do it justice I think um and like pressure to just be the best version of yourself I think because you're a role model for so many people that come and watch the show Mm. um and you know people coming to stage door and stuff there's that there's that pressure to just be on all the time to be kind of like the best version of yourself you can be because you want to be that for everyone coming <clears throat> yeah to watch the show um but in saying that i like you said i absolutely loved it as far as i know i'm the first and only person of like middle east and north african descent to play jasmine 
Um, That's so, so cool. For me, that was like a big kind of like bucket list moment because growing up watching Aladdin, Jasmine was the princess that I related to the most and saw myself in because mm. cause of how she was portrayed and stuff. And, and like the opening song in the show is Arabian Nights and that was my culture. Mm. And I remember when I went, went in for the first audition for Jasmine, the, the, the creative team were like, so I want you to imagine yourself in like the marketplace in Morocco in this place called Jema El Fna for anyone who's been to Marrakesh. And I was literally like, I used to go there every year. Like that's my childhood. Oh. Like I, I, I grew up in that, in that. So for me, it was just lovely to be able to portray that part on a large scale in a commercial musical. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is like a massive bucket list thing, I guess. Um, yeah, definitely. So where did you grow up? I grew up in London. Um, so like in, in Southwest London, uh, a place called Owls Court. Um, Owls so Court. That, that's where I grew up um, until about like 18, really, 18, 19. And then we moved to like literally down the road <laughs> and then um, West London. So like Labrook Grove area. Lovely. So yeah, you used to go back to the Middle East every year? We used to go to, I'm North African. So my mum is, my mum is Moroccan and my dad is Egyptian. Um, that so, is incredible. Yeah. We used to go to Morocco every year growing up. Like every year. I love that. In the summer, summer holidays. Oh, that is amazing. Have you been back recently? Do you know what? Like we we said in the beginning of the podcast, it's just so hard to get like time off to to go back there. Um, But in lockdown, I've obviously been speaking to my mum loads and I've been like, mum, I really want to go back. And she's like, yes, come on, let's do it. Because she still goes back every year, but I just haven't like, I haven't done it in such a long time now. So... I think now after hopefully when we can fly again, yeah. I would love to go back and like see bits of it that I haven't seen before. So that'd be really cool. Yeah. Did your um did your mum move to the UK at a young age? Yeah, yeah. 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 Same yeah, same so, as my dad actually. And it's kind of like I just like listening to hearing you say that, it's like so incredible how often you've been able to reconnect with that part of yourself because mm. I did like a trip to my dad's Burmese I did a trip to Burma mm. when I was on my gap year and it was like very brief but it was incredible met some family but it's just so interesting how people's like people's minds work that like because my dad like he's just a bit like that was that part of my life and this is my new life now and I don't need to revisit it but it's, sometimes I'm like no come on let's like do what you do, go every year and do this and do that. Um, yeah. But again, as you say, especially now with the whole being an actor and not knowing oh, what yeah. where your life is going at any given point, you kind of just never get time to do incredible things like that. So I think it's amazing that you've been able to take so much time to be in that environment and get to revisit every year. It's amazing. Mm. My mum was really like adamant about me like learning to speak Moroccan and stuff. So like mm. I'm I'm fluent in it and like she just made she was like you have to kind of so even cool. though you're you're British and English and all of these things, you need to be able to just kind of like pass that on to you. So I'm actually really grateful for it now because yeah. I'm like, oh I love that I speak another language, but I'm grateful that I learned it at a young age because I feel like if I tried to learn a language now I'd be like uh, even my like French GCSE now I don't remember anything from that I know and so, also so... Out, of, out of all the languages I feel like if when someone says they could speak 
speak another language. It's either like Spanish, yeah. French, or German because they learned it at school and then they carried it on or yeah. something like that. And you're like, yeah, I can speak Moroccan. Like, what a party <laughs> trick to have. And also just an incredible skill. Would you ever do like, um, what's it called? Um, be a translator for businesses? And well, stuff? I, I have done like some um, like ADR stuff. Mm. Uh, so, you know, when, when for people that don't know what ADR is, it's like on films and things when they have like large scenes of people, um, they get actors in who can speak multiple languages to kind of do the... Um, to do the background noises of all the all the people from those countries that are there so i've done like adr where i've had to do it in moroccan egyptian french english That's like so and, but cool. it's honestly it's one of my favorite things because you're just in a in a in a recording studio the whole day with a bunch of actors who can speak all different languages and they're like okay so we're in a scene in egypt now and you can see that there's a big um fight sequence happening so i want you to ad lib in moroccan or egyptian uh running away from this uh this guy who's you know fighting everyone oh. and so you're like you're literally like ad libbing in egyptian like, you know like literally just like <laughs> shouting all these like random things and then they're like okay cool i think we've got it and it's just so random but amazing at the same time i'm sorry that is what you call a side hustle Yes, yes. I honestly love that. That is brilliant. And what, so you never know what they're going to use it for? Well, they show you what it's for, like when you're doing it. So they show you, they're like, okay, can you see these two women who are sat in the cafe? You're the woman on the right and whoever it is, is the woman on the left. And they're at, they're in France. So just improvise in French what they would be talking about. Um, and then they, they layer it in on, on in the film. So like if, if the shot went past them in the film, you'd hear the little bits of like chat that they're doing. You don't know what it's for until you're there right. and you have to sign all these kind of like NDAs because it's yeah, films it's that maybe chance. haven't been released or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's really fun. It's really, really fun. Oh my gosh, that is so interesting. I can't believe I never knew that about you. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I was doing it literally the week before lockdown. I was like doing that and then going to do Jamie in the in the evening. Oh, I love it. I love that. So before Jamie and in between um, Aladdin, you mm. had the chance to do some really cool, like brand new shows, right? Yeah. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about them? So when I got back from Australia, I did um, Anthony and Cleopatra at the National, which was I think one wild. of my favorite jobs ever. Yeah, wild, so wild. Never in a million years did I think I would do a Shakespeare play at the National. And it was honestly, every second I had to like pinch myself and be like, uh, this is wild, mm. this is wild. I'm in a play with these insane people learning every day. So that was like when I came back from Aladdin, which couldn't have been any more different to yeah. Aladdin as well, which I'm really grateful for because I think it's so important to try and challenge yourself and, and not try and stay in the same thing all the time. Yeah, so I don't love let that. other people put you in a box either. Exactly, exactly, which I think is so important. And then I finished that and then did um, Fiverr, which was this like new musical uh, written by my mate Alex Ellison, who went to Insane. the Brit School with me. Oh, and he I didn't realize that's how you met. Yeah, like he was the year above me at Brit, and he he has this company called West End Calling, and he asked me to like ju have you judged for them? I feel like yeah, you have. I have yeah, with yeah. Nick. and yeah, so, so he fun. was like, <laughs> he was like, can you come and judge the Manchester um, rounds of West End Calling? And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, so as we were driving up there, he was like, mate, I've written this musical. Like, would you want to be in it? 
and I, and I was literally like, uh, yeah, like, sure. I didn't know. I didn't even, I hadn't even heard a song by this point. It was just like, do you want to be in my musical? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. And then like a couple of weeks had passed after it. And then he was like, here's some songs from the show. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then like, he was like, and we've got the Southwark Playhouse. Do you want to do it? <laughs> and at that time, because it, it was so quick. I was just like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And then yeah. Dan, Dan had done it before and Luke and Aoife were new to it, like me. So we literally had like four days rehearsal to put this on over two weeks. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how it happened. It's the sickest <gasps> I've ever been in my life. Like I was so <laughs> sick during that because the stress of it was literally crazy. Yeah. Um, but everyone loved it it yeah. was actually like one of my favorite like everyone loved it and what like I hope it comes back again but it was one of those ones that was so much fun like a summer show at the Southwark Playhouse it was hot it was so hot and no air conditioning but it was amazing um and then after that I did Brooklyn mm. um at, at Greenwich um which was also amazing because when you go to like any musical theater uh school or training or whatever everyone always sings songs from brooklyn always. it's just like once upon always. a time is like the, everyone's got it in their rep <laughs> literally iconic isn't it it's like one yeah. of those iconic songs um so and i've never you're gonna be like no way heba but i've never done this before for an audition where i literally was like they were like bring a song of your choice for the first rounds you know when it's like two contrasting songs and I went in and they were like, what have you prepared? And I went, once upon a time from Brooklyn. <laughs> I didn't even give them another option. I was like, I've prepared the song from the show for you guys. And they were I like, okay. <laughs> and were they like, that's really refreshing. Why not? Yeah. yeah. They were literally like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Let's hear it. And I was literally like, I've never done that before. And I was like, who yeah. am I? What am I doing? This but is so crazy. But you obviously had a feeling. Otherwise, I don't think you would have done it, no? Yeah, I no, I wouldn't have done it, but... It's one of those, like I said to you, everyone at drama school always sings those songs. Yeah. So Once once Upon a Time was literally my like go-to song that I used to sing all the time. And I was like, I want to show them that I can do this song. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I and also, got the like, show. If you, if you were auditioning for like a very similar musical to Brooklyn. Yeah. But yeah. that didn't have Once Upon a Time in it. You probably would have sung Once Upon a Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, I sing, ask any of my friends, Once Upon a Time is literally my go-to song yeah. for auditions. It's like what I sing for auditions. I now I can't because I've, I've, I did the show, so I can't do it. But like, I think um, it is, it's one of those songs that I was like, do you know what? When else am I going to get to sing this song for the team that are doing Brooklyn? It's yeah. just, I was like, I might as well. Yeah, you so, go, um, girl. Love that. <laughs> yeah I, I did that at Greenwich with honestly the most incredible cast like everyone I met on that show I was just in awe I was in awe I was like wow you guys are all so amazing and we it was such a small you, you probably felt this on six where it was like there was only six of us in the yeah. in the cast and like everything so we all just got on so well and they're like some of my besties now yeah. like because you just can't help but not when there's such a small cast like you mm -hmm. are going to speak to everyone. You are going to get close with everyone. And it's just the way it works. And that, that is the beauty yeah. of small casts, I think, as well. Um, amazing. And then Jamie happened. Yeah. And then Jamie. Oh. And then Jamie. And how has that been? Like playing... I love that role of Pretty. I think it's absolutely beautiful and such a vital part of the show. 
Um, yeah. How has it been? I think I, it looks, Jamie always looks from the outside as like such an incredible like community show to be a part of. Like genuinely, mm. I don't think like they always say. Literally, when you start the show, it's like Jamie. This is a Jamie family. We're a Jamie family. And at first, I used to think, yeah, right. Like you know, when you just <laughs> are, are a bit cynical. Yeah. yeah, I was like, whatever. But now I'm like, oh my god, no, it's actually a Jamie family, and not just people that have done the show who are in the current cast. It's like people from the pre the previous two casts as well. Like they're so supportive and. I literally was texting Courtney yesterday about like m similar experiences that we had on Jamie and we were, we were just laughing so much of stuff that went wrong in the show and things like that. Oh my God, can and you I just share think, one? Please share one. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> uh, one time, this is like in previews for me. I did, if anyone knows the show, it was, it's when Pretty has her kind of big moment with Dean and she's like, she's like that goes in on him with the speech it's like it doesn't matter I said it doesn't matter and then she like tells him how it is so I go it doesn't matter and then suddenly the click track from the prom scene comes on <clears throat> and it's like unce, 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 unce. like literally like what by accident <laughs> yes like it just comes on and everyone behind me is like shoulders going and I can I can feel everyone laughing and I'm like I've just got I've got to keep going I've literally just got to commit to this 110% and like just keep going and like everyone is gone and I was like I've got to keep it together because if I go then everyone's gone so I said everyone was like babe I think that was the best you've ever done that speech because I was so like like ang angry at everything that had just happened and just like it was crazy but then we le all left stage and we were like like literally just rolling on the floor laughing because we were like as if that happened that is crazy wait so you're um, delivering this like really angry speech yes. and the oomph, yeah. oomph, oomph, oomph was yes. underneath. <laughs> underneath underneath i was like should i start rapping like what should i do should i rap this speech like <laughs> oh my god that is brilliant oh my god so it was it was yeah, so it is what it is genuinely like a Jamie family. I, I genuinely love everyone in that show. And for me, Pretty is like one of. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Of my favorite characters I've ever played, if not my favorite character I've ever played, because it's so liberating playing pretty. I go on stage every night without any makeup. Oh, yes. I don't. I don't have to look glam. I don't have to look, you know, I don't have to think about what I look like, which is the best, like, honestly, the most liberating thing mm. when you're in a show because you're not thinking about, like, oh, do I do I look big today? Or, like, just yeah. stupid things that you would, nor like, naturally think about that you yeah. shouldn't, but it's just 
you can't help it. And then, um, like, because you're in a blazer, a headscarf, like, literally, and no makeup. So you're just like, it's not about me. It's purely about me being this character, yeah. which I love so yeah. much. So, so much. Yeah. Oh, I never and, thought about And just about playing it like a girl that. in a headscarf, yeah. playing a girl in a hijab is like, so amazing i've never seen that in a musical before yeah and having two of two of them on stage is like iconic for, for me i, I love know it. I love at it. long last yes yes yeah yeah oh wow so it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing and what are the plans with coming back because obviously covid has yeah. not been nice to you at the moment, our first show back is 12th of December. Obviously, <laughs> subject to change, yeah. subject to the old Rona. But, um, but at the moment, 12th of December is when we're, when we're back in the building oh doing a gosh. show. Yay! I cannot wait. <laughs> it's going to be so good. Imagine, just imagine yeah. that first show back. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like everyone is just going to be like, so much that day like I know. just just everything is like dialed up to 120 like I can't wait I honestly can't wait I'm just gonna cry I, if I was on stage well when when I'm on stage and my first show yes. back I'm just gonna cry but the good thing about yeah. you is that you won't have any makeup smudging <laughs> so you can <laughs> cry just be like, the whole show <laughs> yeah exactly exactly just I mean I feel out. like um like I don't want to ruin anything about this uh, series I'm doing but a couple of the people from Jamie are in episode one and when they sang some songs from the show at the theatre cafe when you were there I cried yeah. I literally cried yeah. and everyone was like are you all right and I was like I, no I'm not oh. like it's just so nice like hearing people sing the stuff from the show again and just like you know, I'm sure you'll feel the same when when you're back on stage and you hear that like dun dun for the beginning yeah. of like Anne Juliet and you're like, oh, you just and you just finally, miss it, yeah, yeah. And it's so weird you how like, you know, not that we take it for granted, but your you it's so weird to say, but your ears get so accustomed to the show you're in that yeah. like you could just hear it and it just goes in one ear and out the other like because you're just yeah. so accustomed you you hear it eight shows a week sometimes more if you're in rehearsals doing stuff and like you don't yeah you stop listening to like the little string detail in that song and then the mm. little beats in this one and like but I just know that when I go back without sounding cringy I'm just gonna hear everything and it's just gonna be like heaven for the ears <laughs> yeah it, it will be like doing the show again from the beginning yeah do you know what oh, I mean definitely. like like being a like a brand new again like literally brand new yeah. again because uh, it's by the time everyone goes back it would have been a year since since they did the show mm. like and so it will feel like a brand new show to loads of people yeah to loads of people yeah yeah defo um well speaking of your concert very briefly just then shall we talk about <laughs> mrs producer <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god oh my god i yeah. literally got a text from heba saying babe are you free tomorrow? Can you come and sing a song at the theatre cafe? And then you're just like, I've just had this idea while I still can. I've got to go with it. And you, I feel like you just set on fire and you just rolled with the fire. And now this has happened. So tell us about it and your ideas for it and everything. I, I Honestly, it's, I'm like, I don't think I've processed it and I don't want to process it until like it's all finished and done. But um, basically after the speech on Saturday that was like lockdown 2.0, I was like, I just can't have all my friends again 
doing Zoom stuff from their house, like sitting by the screen and having to do these concerts online again, like doing it with a backing track in a in their house. We all did it. We all did, we the, all did the it concerts. many a time. <laughs> many times. And I was just like, I'm just not having other people going to be in control anymore. I was like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't sit there by the phone just waiting for something. So I was like, I'm going to do something. So sun, I literally drafted the email Saturday night to everyone. Sunday morning, I sent out an email to like um, Nikki, who was working at the Theatre Cafe, and then uh, Lawrence, who's um, one of the producers at NIMAX. And I, Lawrence, Nika, like everyone at NIMAX, basically, I sent an email to. And then Nikki replied to me on Monday morning, being like, if you can get something together for Tuesday at the Theatre Cafe, you can have the Theatre Cafe for the day. So that's when I messaged you, Grace, on Monday more, like Monday, being like, hey, can you come to the Theatre Cafe on Tuesday? And then loads of people, loads of people did. And, um, and then I recorded loads of stuff at the Theatre Cafe. And whilst I was at the Theatre Cafe, Lawrence emailed me, um, being like, can you do a Zoom tomorrow, as in Wednesday? So I was like, yeah, okay. So I Zoomed him on Wednesday and he was like, I'll give you the Apollo on Monday to record a bunch of content for your web series. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is getting serious now. Yeah. What is happening? Like, because it was just meant to be like a bunch of friends all singing at the theatre cafe. And now I've got the Apollo. What? Like, this Mad. is crazy. So then I, um, so then again, I just, I messaged a bunch of my friends that, couldn't come to the theater cafe because it was like you know getting people together and because it yeah and because it was at that time as well we didn't know if we were going to be able to rehearse it was like one lockdown happens that's it you're back again to your house so we didn't know if we were going to be able to be in venues and actually work because last time we couldn't Mm. so so they were like oh we can't we can't the first time and then this time obviously when Boris said we could all go and rehearse and stuff they they were like, okay, cool. So we're doing a, a full day's um, filming on Monday at the Apollo, oh um, which I'm nervous, but like really excited about. Um, and then, yeah, we're gonna, there's three episodes. First episode is, so it's out of the darkness into the spotlight. Then first episode is a spotlight on Jamie. So it's my Jamie cast members, uh, past and present, doing a few bits from the show and also bits not in the show as well so Courtney Bowman yeah. is in the episode and like yeah, we've got is. like <laughs> other people and then um and then F- and we've got like original cast members as well which will be fun and then episode two is um a spotlight on musical theatre so basically the idea was that because Jamie's going to be one of the first shows going back to the West End we didn't we didn't want to forget about all the other shows that can't go back so we wanted to be like here's us as the jamie company shining a light on these other shows that can't go back basically Mm. so it's a bunch of people singing songs from musicals that are in town not in town or they're in shows in town but singing stuff from musicals that aren't in town and just like just people from getting to sing like classic musical theatre songs yeah and then the third episode is a spotlight on Christmas which mm. is the one you're in and it's um and, and it's just really festive and cute and just like lovely yeah really lovely so I can't wait I can't oh, wait oh that's gonna be so good and <laughs> is it's all gonna be streamed through the theatre cafe right 
So yeah. they can get their tickets on the Theatre Cafe website? Yeah, so they can get the tickets on the Theatre Cafe website. So each individual episode is £9 each. But if you buy the bundle, which is like all three episodes, it works bundle. out cheaper bundle um the all three episodes it works out 25 pounds for all three um which is cute as well I've, I've been trying not to um not to say who's in each episode because i just want people to buy it for for like the the idea of it rather than the people in it um because yeah, let me tell 100%. you every, every everyone in each episode is incredible so yeah like you don't you don't want to miss out on anyone's performances in any of the episodes um but closer to the time like maybe before the day before or something i'm going to announce the um the lineups for each episode because yeah. i have them but i just don't want to say it just now <laughs> yeah so no is is anyone singing anything from home um no there's okay like the well Apollo or the theater cafe Apollo or theater cafe is the two things um without giving it too much away each episode has a guest appearance from someone internationally so Ooh. it's also it's so like there's someone there's two people from America and then there's uh, a couple of people from Australia as well so it's like um as well as the kind of shining a light on the West End and those things, we're shining a light on all our other other like people who are in our industry who can't go back to work now. So it's like we'd, yeah. we'd, we've got we've got a few American people and a few um, Aussies in the lineup for for each episode. Whoa. Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> exciting! Well, I'll definitely be getting a bundle. <laughs> are you are you going to be speaking on it as well? Are you like is there like presenting? Yes. 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 So, like the first, the, oh, let me show you this. I mean, people can't see it in the podcast, but who do I think I am, Grace? I made cue cards. I made oh, cue cards. That's so cute. <laughs> it's literally going to be like me and Sedge giving it presenter vibes. I love um, it. So we're presenting, and then the Jamie, the Jamie episode's got a couple of really cool interviews with like um, the original creatives of the show, and just just really cool bits and bobs um interview wise the musical theater episode is hasn't really got any interviews but it's more about um just trying to showcase as much of the artists who are out of work as possible so me and sedge are still presenting so it's not just like song after song but it is um so it's more kind of songs than interviews and stuff and then the third episode is the christmas one and we've got some christmas readings as well some cute festive poems um and and so so that's going to be split up with like the readings and the um and the songs there oh that yeah. is so nice i love a christmas reading like the night before Me christmas too. all of them all of them it's so cute isn't it it just makes yeah. you feel so festive so i can't wait and then obviously we've got um we've got a couple of people that are coming on as well to promote their shows that are happening as well so like um Sinead's coming on to promote her Christmas show at the at the palace and things like that so it's just like everyone just getting together to be like look at us we can do things yes <laughs> we can do I things that. yeah that's amazing I love it I love it I love it well big up yourself because <laughs> you're a star and I think it's great that you had this idea and you just went with it and like as I said you lit on fire and you just rolled with the fire I love it <laughs> Um, so just to finish off, I've got yes. some um, quick fire questions uh, that I, I always end my podcast with. And I was doing the same ones um, and it was all like, 
what's your go-to meal? What's What are three things in your handbag? And then I was like, hmm, I don't know about these questions anymore, a bit bored. And my friend, <laughs> my best friend Brian came on the podcast last week and he is like an I avid Cut to the Grace listener. Yeah, he is like... <sighs> He listened to every episode, like he'd planned all of his questions and I, I knew that he'd already planned his answer. So I was like, I'm going to change the questions and you don't know what these ones are. So I've changed the questions and they're, and they're like, because I was thinking, I was like, this is a no BS podcast. I'm taking it up a notch. Like, oh, these okay. questions are better than the last ones. Um, okay. They're nice questions. Don't worry. Don't worry. Be like, <laughs> What's your biggest fear? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, let's go. Three okay. things that make you smile. Oh, um, <laughs> Percy Pigs, the veggie ones. <laughs> yes. What did you know? Uh, they're all veggie now. I know, but like, you know the ones oh, that the have the actual green... veggie ones. I mean, I've literally got them here. I've got ones. them in my bag. Yeah, the OG I veggie Percy's. Yes. Um, so those lush bath bombs. <sighs> yep. And other people smiling. Oh, yes. It's, my, it's infectious, isn't it? Yes, yes, 100%. Oh, if I someone smiles that. at you, you can't help but smile back. So yeah. that. I think a lot of people could relate to those three. Um, one thing life has taught you recently. Um, oh, this is a good one. Recently. If you if you want to do something, do it. Don't don't sit around and say and complain about it, um, which is so easy for all of us to do. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. the amount of times I'm like, oh, I wish I was doing that, or I wish I was. Do it. Like yeah. do it. See see what you can do to make it happen, and actively try and do something about it. Um, because I think it's. Don't get me wrong. I'm so stressed, but it's like <laughs> it. But I f- I feel like it will be such an achievement once it's done and if if you can and also cut yourself some slack like you don't have to be doing stuff all the time there are days where you literally just want to lie in bed watch a bunch of films on netflix which is some of my favorite things to do um Mm. and then so like give cut yourself okay two things cut yourself slack and enjoy the downtime but also if you want to do something get it done yeah just go for it don't let yeah. anything hold you back. I love that. Um, when was the last time you tried something new and what was it? Ooh. Apart from producing. I don't know, have you produced <laughs> like the whole thing before? Is this your first time? Never. Amazing. Never. I love it. I've never done any producing. Um, <laughs> uh, last time I tried something new. Hmm. I'm trying to think what like what it could be. It could literally be like uh, a meal. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I'm, I'm, I'm quite like I. You know when you enjoy the same foods, so you go back to those things. Like I, yeah, I, I just love a spaghetti like. bolognese. Do you know I, I love <laughs> spaghetti bolognese, so that's like my go-to with like loads of parmesan. So I'm like, that's that's my go-to. Mm. Um, uh, I tried something new. Oh, okay. It it would be um, like this is quite like philosophical, but let less um analyzing things so like less sitting there and being like if i if i do this or if I, what will happen if i do it's just doing it like so but old me would have been really scared to send emails out to people and be like i think we should do this cuz what do i know do you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like sometimes that 
like I would have sat there and been like, oh no, no, I, I shouldn't. Like, no, yeah, that's really you just stupid. had an impulse like, and you just did it. Yeah, so I think like I. I guess like trusting my instincts would be something something that I'm like trying for the fact like yeah. or just like yeah that definitely counts. Try. Okay, okay, that <laughs> one then. <laughs> yeah, because that's definitely something new when you've been if you've been so used to like because I'm the same I overthink everything. Yeah, and I think like it's so important to just when you have an idea just go with it and just see what happens because the worst yeah. that can happen is they say no. Um, exactly. And a weird quirk that we don't know about you. Apart from the fact that you're like fluent in all these crazy languages, which is incredible. <laughs> a weird quirk that you don't know about me. Um, I think I'm addicted to chocolate, like genuinely. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even joking. I, I actually think like, cause I've got an addictive personality, which is why yeah. I don't like drink or smoke or like, I don't do mm. any, I don't do anything that is addictive. So, mm. um, but I think I'm addicted to chocolate. So that's my, that's my weird quirk. But also I love like, even though I'm an actor and I like serious films and things like that, I am obsessed with like Hallmark movies or like chick flicks where I know the ending and like so yesterday I watched this film called The Christmas Drop on Netflix and I just love those films so much because I feel like they bring me so much joy and my boyfriend's always like yeah. are you gonna watch The Christmas Prince and I'm like yeah I love it so much like <laughs> <laughs> I love all of those films that are like The Christmas Prince one two and three and like do you know what I mean like all of those kind that of like brilliant um, so that's like a weird thing about me that I'm like obsessed so with weird. those Christmas films <laughs> and also I'm addicted to chocolate. Any specific chocolate? It changes all the time. At the moment, I'm addicted to, you know, those crispy M&Ms. Have you had them before? Yes, I have. So like they, they, they come in like a bar and it's like a rice rice crispy bar thing that you can yeah. have and it's like stunning or just like a bag of the crispy m&ms yeah i could eat those too love it balanced diet any of those <laughs> all about the balance i love it yeah um where would you go if you were invisible oh my god this is such a good question mm. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's a funny one that would just be like for my own like fun. Yeah, go on. Which would li literally just be like follow Mariah Carey around <laughs> and like just be <laughs> and just see what she does in her day to day. Did you like... see her um, Christmas video? Yeah, I love her. I love her so much. Like I literally think Hello. she's like goals. Yeah, she is. <laughs> just like I, I like have you ever watched her like mtv cribs where she's like this is my moroccan like living room like she's just so like random. i'm obsessed with her yes but like so bougie so i think yeah. i'd like follow her around just to see if she like genuinely lives like that every day or if she if Love she has it. any downtime moments yeah and then my other one would literally just probably be like like sit in on like a... sorry serious serious speaking yeah. to me I know, I know, because I said seriously. She probably, or he thought I was oh. talking to them. Um, or it'd be like to sit in like a political room of some sort. Oh, Ooh. my theory's gone now. Um, to sit in a political room of some sort, like, I don't know, maybe like Buckingham Palace or the Houses of Parliament, yeah. like on a serious, like, or even the White House just being there, like, what's happening right now? Oh, so just you like don't want to be there those. right now. 
I know, but if I'm invisible, yeah, I don't I mind because no one knows. It would be very interesting to see what goes yeah. on, isn't it? Because no one yeah. knows. That's it. No one knows. Did you see that um, video? Oh my gosh, I have to send it to you if you haven't. Um, it's like the White House tonight and it's like a kid's party with loads of balloons and someone dressed up as Donald Trump on the floor being like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> I haven't seen it. it. Send it to me. Because he, he's such a child. So yeah, I, yeah. Will, I will send that to you. It's hilarious. I'm um, literally anyways. obsessed with all the memes that everyone is doing at the uh, moment. Like it, they've been killing me. I literally spent like the last 45 minutes of last night crying and laughing at all of the memes. Yeah. I was like, this is not okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Next question: okay. Do you believe in fate? Uh, yes, I do. I do. I believe like what's meant for you won't pass you by. Yeah, mm, love that. Me too. Um, and the last one, which I ask everyone: If there was a musical about your life, who would play <laughs> the title role, and why? Um. Oh, that's so tricky. I I think like um, it's someone like crazy famous would be like Ariana Grande. Yeah, I said that <laughs> because well. I'd be like, yeah, I'd want Ariana Grande to play it. And if it was someone in our industry currently, like mm. who could like who is like around in musical theatre, I would probably say like you or um or I could definitely play you. I'd love that. I think I I think Even so. I literally think. I literally think you could play me or um or Maya. Yes. A mix of us both. Look. Maybe we could like alternate. Yes. <laughs> In Heat for the Musical. It would be it would be a demanding show. It would be really full out. <laughs> so you you wouldn't want to do eight shows a week of it. Oh, no. Like you'd alternate it's it. It's gonna be all the singing, all of the high notes. Once upon a time oh. we'll be in it. <laughs> So you definitely want an alternate. I had an alternate for Brooklyn, so you'd want one. I mean, I'm here. I'm here for that musical. That would be amazing. <laughs> Who's writing it? Come on, guys. No. And Floyd Webber? <laughs> you want to write it, hun? Let's do it out. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Heba. You're such a star. Oh, my um, gosh. Please get your tickets for Out of the Darkness into the Spotlight on the Theatre Cafe website. I'll put it in the description box. Um, where yeah, can we find you. you on socials? I am... At hipster on oh. Twitter, on Twitter, because I've made that as my like first Twitter thing when I was like sixteen, and that's what it is now. <laughs> and then hipster, and then it. my um my Instagram is a bit more profesh, weirdly, and it's just my first name Heber at Heber underscore Al Lovely. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, and you I too. can't wait to watch. I'll see you after this lockdown, hopefully yeah. in Jamie or for a coffee. Yes, or both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.